Shalom Aleichem, Shavua Tov to all of you, listeners of this great station. Uh, this is Rabbi Albas from SLC. In a parasha that we read yesterday, Parashat Teruma, it starts with the appeal, an appeal to build the Mishkan. Vikhuli Teruma. Let people give contributions, Lishmi, Li, Lishmi, for my sake. Not for Kavod, not for show, Lishmi. And it says, Bezot Teruma, this is the Teruma they should give, Zahab, Kesef, Nehoshet, gold, silver, brass. And it keeps going down the line. Utchalet ve'agaman, techalet, it's kind of wool, a certain, uh, a certain kind of color, and so on. But if you notice that these elements that are being listed, they're going down in in value. In other words, uh, gold is more expensive than silver. It's rarer. Silver, more expensive than brass. So you have first the gold, then the nechoshet, and so on and so forth. And then the textiles, which are a little less expensive, and then the oils and so on. But then at the end, it says, Now, this is all the way at the end. We're talking about precious stones here. We're talking about diamonds, uh, rubies. This is something very expensive. Why are they at the end? If everything is done the order by order of their value and preciousness, then the Abne Shoah should be first. But it's not, it's at the end. This is what the Orachaim Hakadosh he somehow he senses this particular question and he gives a couple of answers. The first answer that he gives is the following. It says, Rashi says in Parashat Shemot, Perek, Sefer Shemot, Perek Lamedhe, it says, Vehanisi'im hebi'u. That the Nisim, the leaders, they brought the Abne Shoham and Abne Miluim. These precious stones were brought by the leaders. Amara Binatan. Rabinatan says, Mara unisi'im litnadev. Why is it that the Nisim somehow they were able to contribute in the inauguration of the altar? They were first to do so. However, when it came to the construction of the Mishkan, they did not volunteer originally to contribute. This is what they said. Let the tzibur, let the kahal, let the public first give whatever they, have, they want to give. And whatever is lacking, we're going to, uh, we'll put it up. No problem. We'll pay it up. But what happened? But then the tzibur brought everything. There was nothing left. <laughs> so now, so now, now they can't give anything. It's all done. The construction of the Mishkan, everything, the vessels, everything. 
אמרו לסדרה דסה, מה אני לא אעשה, מה שהוא ידונה. וכך, so that's why הביאו את אבני השום. That's why they brought the precious stones. אוקיי. וכך, therefore, when they learned the lesson, and then the Hanukkah המזבח, they were asked, they brought in first. ולפי שנתעצלו מתחילה, and because they were so lazy, and then from the very beginning not to give, they wait for everybody else to give first, נחסרה אות משמם. One letter is missing. The word נשיאים is supposed to be written with יוד, סין יוד א', In this particular case, there is no Yod. They, t- they took away a Yod from them because they did not give right away. They took a laid-back attitude and said, well, let the others give first. Well, we'll give later, Malishi. But then, at the end, there was nothing to give. So because of that, Abne Shoham, Abne Miluim, don't really have the same value Even though uh, 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 money-wise, maybe it has value. But when it comes to something that a person is mit'atzel and it gives at the end, it's not the same as Zahab Bekesef and Hoshet, where the public immediately, you know, they volunteer to give as much as they can. That comes first, and this comes last. This is one thing. the Pshatim that the Ora Hayim gives. But you notice, Rabotai, that even though, I mean, this is a great thing. I mean, if you're building a shul, for example, and there's a, a rich man, a wealthy man, comes over to you and says, you know what? Your shul is going to cost you $15 million to build from scratch. Whatever the people give, let them give whatever they can, and whatever is missing, I'll supply. That's a great thing. That's a beautiful thing. But still, It is not the same as when a person comes and says to you, "Here, I'm donating the first one. I want to be the first one with my money to do the the foundation of the synagogue, to build the walls, give you whatever is necessary to start you off. That's a much bigger misswa. There is another answer that the Ora Hayimakadosh gives. It says like, it says like, it says, the word Nesi'im, without, without seeing you, only seeing Aleph, there's no Yud in there, that has as a different meaning. It doesn't necessarily mean leaders. We have a Pasuk in Tehillim, Ma'aleh Nesi'im, Berakim Lamatan Asa. What is Ma'aleh Nesi'im? If you look into Radak over there, he says, Nesim, Hema Ananim. That's the clouds. Nesim are clouds. When he created, they call them Nesim like that. The fishim, Olimina Aris. They go up from the earth, from the water earth. Umit Nesim Limana. And they elevate, they get elevated up. So Nesim is clouds. So what happened here really? What happened was the cloud was a miracle. And the clouds brought the Abne Shoham and the Abne Miluin. They brought them. And that's what they used. It was a miracle. I mean, just like you say, well, the Tachash, for example. Tachash. Nobody brought the Tachash. 
Who brought the tachash? It was something that's only a fisha'ah. Not something that you can find anywhere. Rakadosh Baruch provided it. The hilazon is not something that you get all the time. That's how you make techelet. Hashem brought it in. Somehow he helped them bring So this one also. So maybe this is more expensive. But Hashem looks at the effort. Hashem looks at the heart of a person. An $18 gift from a poor man. Maybe in the eyes of Hashem. The same value as $1,000 from a rich man. This, this is a, a Kadosh Baruch who looks at the heart. We have various korbanot, for example. You can bring an ox, or someone can bring a sheep, or a bird, or flour. Now, flour is cheap. Why? Because a, a poor man cannot afford an ox. He maybe cannot afford even a sheep. So he brings flour. But in the eyes of Hashem, as long as the person makes an effort, the more the effort is, the fumsara agra. That's what it is. So the idea here is, being that the Abner Shoham were not really brought from the people themselves, there was no effort in bringing them, so that's why they were listed last. Well, another thing that I would like to talk about is the actual construction of the vessels and the structure. That's what Teruma is about. It's about the actual structure itself, uh, the uh, the beams, the kerashim, uh, as well as the roof. You know, here you are, they had uh, three different covers uh, on the roof. Some say four, but depending on the mahloket, but whatever they did, that that's all described here, and also the vessels are all described in you know, the shulchan, the menorah, the the aron kodesh. The Mizbeach, the Mizbeach Nechoshet, the Mizbeach Zahav, and so on. All here. But if you notice that in almost all of them, the Torah mentions the word Ve'asita to Moshe Rabbeinu. Hashem is saying to Moshe Rabbeinu, Ve'asita, you shall do. Ve'asita ta'shulchan, Ve'asita ta'kerashim. Everything is Ve'asita, you. One word, Ve'asita. However, when it comes to the menorah, there are three different terms are used in the menorah. Three different terms. First it says, You, Moshe Rabbeinu, you shall do it. That's it. You do the menorah. Then it says, You know what? What happened here is that the menorah was made up. Not that somebody did it. Te'ase was done by a miracle. Okay. That's a second term. Te'ase. Then another, uh, at the end of the passage, Ur-eva'ase betabnitam. You shall see and you shall do. Hashem tell Moshe Rabbeinu, you shall see and you shall do. Betabnitam asheratam ur-eva'ar. What's going on here? What's happening? Who's, who, who did this? Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, you shall do it. Then it's going to be done by something. No, you got to see, see it and do it. What's going on? Actually, what happened here 
is something different from all the other vessels. Moshe Rabbeinu had a very hard time trying to figure out how to build the menorah. First, Hashem is giving the specifications of the menorah and they are listed in the Torah. Seven branches, three branches from this side, three on the other side, so many buttons and so many flowers, so many knobs and so on and so forth. Everything is listed, right? So Moshe Rabbeinu says to himself, oh, no, I got now a set of specifications like everything else, like the Mizbeah and like the Shohan. Let me sit down and try to figure it out. He sits down try to figure it out. He couldn't. Had a hard time. Couldn't do it. There are a couple of things where Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't do it. Like Mahasita Shekha. He said, Ze He showed him. I showed him. Here's Mahasita. This is the way. And the Hodesh, the moon, for Rosh Hodesh, it says, HaHodesh HaZeh. Lachem Rosh Hodashim HaKadoshwarchu Shod Moshe Rabbeinu. How the moon, the Mulad is. He says, this is Rosh Hodashim. Here also, in Menorah, he had a hard time. Couldn't figure it out. So Moshe Rabbeinu goes back to Hashem. He says, look, I can't do it. He says, you know what? I'm going to show it. I'm going to show you what it looks like. So HaKadoshwarchu, wherever I say, you show them a Menorah, a fire. So Moshe Rabbeinu looked at that. Then he went back, trying to figure out how to do it. Still he couldn't do it. He couldn't still. With the specification, with the picture, he couldn't do it. But then Hashem says, Rashi brings this. Oh, just take a piece of gold, throw it in the fire, lo and behold. And they have a menorah. The menorah came up. He didn't have to do anything. Okay, now this really begs a, a question here. Akalush Baruch knows the future. Hashem knows Moshe is going to have a hard time building the menorah. So why go through all the trouble? First give him the specs, and then he shown the picture, and it, like, it goes to start you know, trying to figure out how to do Why give him such a hard time? And even more, even more so, Moshe Rabbin could have said to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Why are you putting me through all this? You knew this was a very hard and confusing for me. You don't can do it on my own. Why didn't you tell me for the, for the first time to throw it in the fire and that's it? Moshe Rabbin didn't do that. He accepted whatever Hashem told him. This is teaching us a very basic lesson. When confronted with a tough situation, do not give up and say, I cannot do it. No. We have to make every effort to attempt to do it. And Hashem will do the rest. Like Moshe Rabbeinu, he attempted all he can, couldn't do it, Hashem did the rest. At least, you know, if we fail, we made an, we made an effort, we made, we made an attempt. And we'll get a reward for the attempt. If you have to do certain mitzvah and it's difficult, don't give up. Try. You'll be surprised. Many times, Siyata is there. Imagine, all the shuls and the yeshivot 
that were built by the Hachamim, who hardly had any money to spend. Hachamim, they were not wealthy. They were relying on other people if they give them. They had no means to build such great buildings on their own. It was a monstrous task to erect such expensive edifices. Now, if a, a hacham, a rabbi comes, he says, I want to build a yeshiva for 300 people with a uh, high school, elementary school, it's going to cost me 20, 30 million dollars. He has nothing. If he says to himself, oh, I, I can't do it. How, where am I going to get 30 million dollars? If every hacham did that, you know what's going to happen? It wouldn't be a hashem, no shoes. The idea is do not give up. Try your best. Try to do whatever you can. And there's always Yata Dishmaya. You know, in Parashat Dechrecha, it says over there, Vayotse Oto Ahutsa Kadoshwaruchu told Abraham Avinu, go outside. Vayome said to him, Habetna Hashemayma, look up. Look up in the heavens. Count the stars. If you can. Now, we all know you can't count the stars. There's billions of stars. How are you going to count the stars? But you see, that did not deter Abraham Avinu. He went. And he started counting. One, two, three, four, five. Hashem told him to count. He counts. He doesn't say, I can't do it. Then Hashem said to him, Ko Your offspring will be the same. Even under horrible situations, they will confront them. Even if it's impossible, they will make an attempt to do it. Ko Same thing with Parashat Vayigash. Vayigash elav Yehuda. Yehuda comes... He talks to Yosef at Sadiq. What do you mean? What's that to talk? It was obvious. Hey, Binyamin was caught. He had the, the silver cup in his bag. Everyone saw it. Okay, it was framed, but nobody knows it was framed. But still, he was, he was a thief. And Yosef at Sadiq said, okay, look. Him, Binyamin, will stay here. And you, all the other brothers... Go back, you're free. Now, that didn't sit very well with Yehuda, because he wanted his brother with him. But even though he sees that hey, there's hardly anything to do here, the evidence, the proof is there. Still, came, and he got and he started talking and talking, and he offered a, a, a brilliant rendition there, uh, in, somewhere to defend his brother and it worked we must do we must do something it's interesting I would like to bring up a uh, something I read the other day an interesting situation here you know in 1929 it was a Friday as you know Friday uh, the the Arabs they congregate and that's the the day where they pray uh, they did like their holiday. So they had thousands 
of Arabs that Friday in Temple Mount. This is the time of the British. And they all came to hear the sermon of the Grand Mufti. And he delivered a sermon in which he was enticing, enticing and enraging the Arabs to revolt against the Jews with viciousness and brutality. That's what the sermon was about. And at the end, he charged them with a holy mission. Adbah al Slaughter the Jews. Imagine now a crowd of thousands of Muslims there in a frenzy, ready to kill. They spread around. And a few thousand of them they were led by their sheikh, who was on a horseback, came to Me'ashi'ari, intent to do as much damage as possible. Now, the the leader, the sheikh, was on a horseback. The others were walking and brandishing their, uh, their swords and their knives, their clubs. Thank God they didn't have guns. And for the defense of the Jews... So perhaps like a few dozen Jews from the Haganah, they were operating from a flour mill, a flour mill. You know, flour mill is as the mill, that's where they, uh, they bring the grain and, and they, uh, they grind it. So two men only volunteered to go out and confront this horrible mob. One of them was Rabbi Aharon Fisher, the other was Binyamin Yarden. The rabbi took out his revolver and he shot the sheikh right through his heart. The sheikh fell. That's the leader. The already started to panic. Then Binyamin took a grenade and threw it in the, in the middle, in the midst there. And when they saw the leader is dead and many of their friends dying, they ran back. They went back. And the Jews were saved. It was an act of heroism, of course. But I, you know, when you take a look at this, you try to figure out what was in the mind of these two people here. Where they're coming, two of them, and there is a couple thousand Arabs coming in. I don't know. It, it, it's it's mind-boggling. But the thing is, they didn't give up. They made an attempt. Hashem helped. That's the way we should do it all the time. We should. We have to try. We have to learn from Abraham Avinu. Yes, we have to learn from Yehuda. Anytime there is a mitzvah to do, as hard as it can be, don't give up. Try. If it doesn't work, at least you're going to get a reward for trying. I know many times you said to yourself in the morning, oh, it's snowing. I can't go to the synagogue. Too much snow. I don't know. Maybe I, I, I don't know. Too cold. Try. Put a, a nice coat on. Go. Maybe, maybe it'll be okay. And if you somehow, you don't succeed, you still get the sakha. Because we hold all, this is one principle. And a person 
tries to do a mitzvah. And he makes an, not think about it. Think about it doesn't mean anything. But actually try to do it. And then something happens, he couldn't do it. You get the sacha. That's, we always have to make an attempt to do the best we can in defense of Judaism, in defense of our Torah and our Torah causes. Rabotai, I want to remind you again that this station is a beautiful station which benefits many people, youth, children, older people. And uh, to try, especially now Purim is coming, try to be generous, contribute as much as you can. And if you have any simha, please call us. We have a beautifully renovated social hall. Uh, you can have weddings or uh, bar mitzvah, engagement, whatever. Shavuot Tov. Kulechem, Beruchim Tiyu.